Welcome to another edition of the Down to Security Rabbit Hole podcast. This is Raf. We are recording live in Las Vegas at Infuse Conference 2017. We wind down the end of the second day when we're recording this, and uh, James, we're pretty uh, pretty tired. I can't believe it's the second day already. I mean, it feels like it's going by fast. Yeah, yeah. We were technically third day if we started on Monday like everybody else. Yeah, we did. Flights. <laughs> We did, we did. We did some interviews, too. Uh, All right, Internet folks, you asked, we obliged, and uh, with us uh, is hashtag GingerWonderMom. I see I could do it, almost do it with a straight face. Amber, welcome to the show. Introduce yourself. Well, thanks, Joe. I'm Amber. I'm known as the Ginger Unicorn now because I've got a great hair thing going right now. So it works. You can try to get that to trend, okay. Yeah, totally. Everyone wants pink and purple and blue in their hair, and it just works. We have extra powers, it's so we can get souls. That's what the unicorn is for. It's to collect souls. It's like an antenna. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can you guys tell we had some fun before we before? There was no alcohol involved. That's how almost awesome this is. All right, so um, what, what uh, you work for Paravin. Uh, I own Paravin. You own Paravin. I own it. Well, sorry. It's yes. nice. I can't be fired. <laughs> I, I, well. I really can't. Nope. All good. Uh, so what do you guys do? So we make digital forensic technologies, which it sounds really like, ooh, that's very cool. Um, But we do smartphones. um, We do IoT devices. um, I got Creepy Bear to be very popular all of a sudden. And uh, Creepy Bear. Creepy Bear. Ooh, it's this bear with these dead eyes and a camera in his nose. He's very creepy. Um, But he stores your password to your Wi-Fi. So, yeah, you kind of want to know he's there. He's watching, literally watching. I need one of those for when we have babysitters again because um, you just never but I want it to I want it to be like uh, uh, this isn't meet the parents I mean is that <laughs> <laughs> I want it to follow the kids around the house to just record the dead eyes do kind of follow you throughout the room for sure um, but the fact that it talks in this little kid voice and it says pick me up pick me up I'm like I don't want you you haven't picked me up yet I'm like you're telling me to pick you it's up like it's like Teddy Ruxpin from when we were kids oh it is yeah but without the cassette recorder because no one would know what that is anymore yeah so are we coming up the new thing it's no longer internet of things it's internet of annoyances it is a <laughs> like if this bit. thing nags you it to nags you it nags you it says pick me up throw me in the air you haven't thrown me but when you throw it it screams out we and says do it again do it again I'm like this is getting naughty <laughs> this, is, this bear has some issues well I, there are two uh, two words I never thought in my lifetime I would throw together in a in a adult sentence Barbie forensics yes She's my BFF. It's the easiest BFF ever. I don't always get along with women. They find me a little odd. But she loves I me. I can't imagine why. <laughs> she totally loves me. I know because she says so every day. <laughs> and then she asks me intimate questions about, you know, so are we celebrating today? What do you want to be when you grow up? By the way, digital forensics, not a choice. I kept bringing it up with her. And she's like, no, a florist. No, 
I don't want to be a florist. <laughs> She's like, a party planner. No, no party planning. CEO? No, that wasn't a choice either. She thought a vet. I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's nice. I like dogs. So I could do that. But she's like, no, you should be a party planner. I'm like, no. Would it creep you out to know that there's actually a person on the other side of that that's responding to yeah. all that? <laughs> that's someone messing with my head. It's like, tell her this. Could you yeah. imagine? Like, that would be really creepy. It's truly not AI. It's really, there's a person on the other side typing these commands and it sends it back. Like, that would be so creepy. I think it's weird you have to press her belt buckle to talk to her. Because that's like, that's in the zone. That's in the swimsuit oh. zone there. And you're like, hi, I'm, I'm like, how you doing? What's going to be Ken? Come on. Oh, boy. Oh, IOT Ken, what's he going to say? Mm-hmm. You know, you know somebody's going to reprogram him to, to say things that are not politically correct. Oh, I, I'm... It's just like I'm sure somebody's done that to Barbie, too. And... I haven't seen it. I've been waiting. <laughs> <laughs> there, there should be a challenge out there to do it. Oh, man. So kid, kids' toys, um, to, to bring this back away from yeah. the creepy zone. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, kids' toys, uh, refrigerators, you know, the joke is refrigerators, yeah. toaster, kids' uh, kids' toys, televisions, um, cell Echoes, phones, yeah. right, everything. I, I have an Echo. I love the fact that I can say, Alexa, make me a sandwich, and she laughs. But um, <laughs> my, my three-and-a-half-year-olds, um, my daughter has a favorite song, and it's I have it on Amazon uh, Music. Yeah. And she says, Alexa, play, I forget the name of the song, and I'm like, wait, did did my three and a half year old? Oh yeah, she totally just, just did just that. talk to the Enterprise uh, Starship Enterprise uh, com- ship's computer. Like what just happened? I I I had eight tracks. This is not uh-huh. this is not compute. Yeah, no, it's a huge difference because their whole generation. So your kids will never drive. If you think about it, they're never going to drive. You don't think so? No, absolutely not. I do not think that that's going to be possible for them because they're going to be in self driving cars. It's probably going to be a better, safer place. But as you see, like 5G start going out, that's for cars. That's for all of these IoT things to start connecting and having their own network level that's at fiber speeds. It makes sense because what if you had shitty internet, which you kind of have a little bit here, and then all of a sudden you're driving and it's like, oh, nope, I lost coverage. You're just stuck. <laughs> What's going to happen? You're like, oh, traffic yeah. jam. Yeah. And everyone just stops, goes around you. What happens with that? And so they're building the infrastructure and they have to do something. And it's very smart, but they're never going to drive. Is it really a better place, though? Because there's a lot of... I, I would be an angry person if I didn't ever get to drive. D- ditto. You know, maybe, is that how you're releasing yourself? Is I, it, look, I don't, driving? Look, I don't I, know I, I want to drive by you. Wait. I, I, I don't just, even like automatic gearboxes in my cars. I yeah. like manual there's shit. A, there's a thrill to being able to drive. Yeah. Like, I ride a motorcycle. Yeah. There's a thrill to ride that motorcycle. I don't want a self-driving motorcycle. Or, you know, I mean, I don't want to be driven around... You know, I, I want to be able to drive. But you get all the AR now that they're like, we're going to give you the same thrill. I was I was oddly in the mall the other day, and I was walking by, and instead of a video arcade, which we all did the video arcade, uh-huh. let's be serious, I loved Miss Pac-Man, like no one's business. And Centipede. I walked by, see? Centipede was my jam. And Frogger. Okay. Fro- Frogger. Oh, Frogger. Mm, yeah, see? I got my own my original Atari back the other. I got it back from my parents. They said, is that a thing? I said, oh, yeah, it's a thing, and I want it. So I was very excited. But I walked by and they had a, a VR arcade. They had little black boxes that you could go and pay to put um, goggles on and sit and do something in there. And I'm like, we walked this past is so one of those. Creepy. We walked past one of those Did on the you? link. Today, yeah. right across the street from Caesars, going towards uh, In N Out, yep. they had a VR arcade. And it's like little cubicles it's with creepy. some chairs and people. 
they're sitting. just sitting in these chairs in this black box, and you're like, that's it's, weird. It reminds me of the movie <laughs> Surrogates. Yeah, you know where, where you lay in bed, you, yeah, lay you in just your lay there in bed, and you, and you then, traverse society in, in a virtual world. You yeah. know, it is Second Life brought to I don't know where we like Fifth Life now or something. I mean, it's the next level. It's very weird, and people are very into it. They're like, this is this is the future. This is what I want. If you look at our kids, um, so I I have multiple teenagers at this point, and yeah, okay, so they're coming <laughs> for you. They're scary when they get to that age. But I cut off their internet. I, I actually, I, I say, I'm reclaiming the power. I have an app that turns off every one of their apps. I'm like, I'm sorry, did you quit listening to me? I just push a button. They're like, oh, there's a person in front of me. Yeah, I'm not on a screen. Now my Echo will call their Echo in their room, and I figure I can tell them like really creepy stuff in their sleep. <laughs> like, you will listen. <laughs> you will wow. do all your homework. Because why not? I can still call it. They don't have to answer. It's a forced call. Is it like pure genius or whatever? What was the one where they talk to the guy and they're like, this is God. And, oh. you know, they're trying to tell him all this and they freak him all out. I mean, that's, what oh, yeah. that's exactly what it is. And I'm they have making... the one with the screen coming out. Yeah, yeah that's an awkward one. An echo with a screen? Yeah, you haven't seen that? No. No, it's out at the end of June. And so now you can do video calls back and forth. Or you can say, I'm willing to take her call but not do the video. But then the other person can still do a video. I'm like, I should get the choice. Not you just, I'm forcing <laughs> this on you. Hey, boom, I'm out there. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, very scary. Grandma, Extreme. awkward grandma call. Yes, with that. Yeah. Like, oh, hi. So what when you doing? get to doing the forensics of this stuff, is it getting more difficult to do forensics or easier? I mean, you guys are creating the tools to do the forensics. Yeah. Is it becoming more difficult with the technologies changing? I mean, things are becoming more encrypted by default, that type of stuff. Is it Purpose getting build. harder? Yeah, or is it, yeah. and with all these embedded devices, there's lots of changes going on. Does that make Perhaps. it very difficult or it's pretty it easy is, to stay it's ahead? Gotten, it's gotten harder, but for a different reason. I don't think that they naturally design stuff to be more secure. A lot of times it's just who's first to market. That's why in the last, so right before the conference, they Amazon released three different iteration updates to their devices. They did the look, which is a camera that takes full pictures of you, uploads yeah, it to fashion that. people, and then they get to give opinions. Yeah. Who wants that? Yeah, no thanks. Hi. It's bad enough I got people around me telling yeah, me I'd like, look like, you know, I'm big in that. Don't wear it. Don't, I can figure that out on my own. I don't want to have you tell this. And then the picture's out there. That's not part of the cloud. That's just someone else's machine that now has a picture of that. I don't need to share. And then they put out the one with the screen, and then they're like doing calls. I'm like, that was sequential. Three weeks of just boom, boom, boom. I'm like, I'm glad I'm okay with being late on my lecture because I had to add all that stuff in there because it was all brand new. They weren't thinking, oh, how am I going to make it the most secure? They're thinking, how am I going to be first? Yeah, and that's just, that's ab- yeah. I've worked for vendors and I've worked uh, throughout the industry over the last 15 years and you are absolutely dead right. Features are always the front seat. Yeah. Uh, somebody yelling, wait, 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 but you forgot to, you know, you forgot to put seatbelts on. They're like, well, worry about that. No, no, you'll be fine. The lug nuts are not tied. Don't worry. We'll catch it out of the next pass. It's like, no, <laughs> There's always not. version two. Yeah. And we've all said that. We've all had those moments. It's like, oh, crap. we got to get it out the door. Software is not perfect. It always has a bug in it. But, yeah, when these <laughs> devices are a little more intimate than that, this isn't my phone that I still get some choices. I can turn it off. Yeah. This is, hi, she's in my kitchen. She talks to me. She's friendly. And Alexa's very sweet. And she's great at keeping time. That's what she does for me. Set a timer. <laughs> set a timer. I'm like, wait. She tells me Monty Python jokes. Oh, well, she reads me my news every morning okay. as well, which I liked. It's nice. My husband never has has to read me a story again he's like i bought you an echo 
I'm like, done. That part of our marriage, fulfilled. <laughs> Checkbox is done. But they adjust. It's about first to market. They came out with those because Apple said, we're going to have ours out and it's going to have a screen. You don't think they all got on the phone and said, we have to beat Apple? Yeah. Of course they did. But yeah. So you have this going out and we know there's a, there's a delay in, hey, we got to be first to market. Mm-hmm. But what's the effect that we see or I guess the view that we see from people? Because, you know, lots of people, they get the echoes, they get these things. A lot of them don't care. You know, yeah. okay. Zip my thing up, send it up there. I, I don't care if my photo's up there. A lot of people don't care. They're willing to give up that. Maybe they don't understand it, but they're willing to give up that privacy risk. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Look at the different generation. The younger generations don't think that there is such a thing as privacy. They're going through and they're saying, hey, my data, it's just out there. Right. I'm okay with it. I'm open with it. You know, what do I have to hide? I'm like, but also, what do you value? They're like, none of it. If you asked a, a, a kid in high school and they say, oh, I have a social security number, most of them don't have it memorized, they have to go to their parents, they're like, eh, no big deal. Well, that's kind of good that they don't have it, they can't give it away. Yeah, so that is they, that. I mean, Yeah, but then you've got the, hey, look, here's my first debit card, just got yeah, this. take a picture with it, right. selfie, and you're like, well, there's your number. That was a lot easier for me. <laughs> yeah, but why ask the, you? You'll just tell me. Yeah. Take a picture, it's cool. There's no punishment to that, though. I get a new yeah. credit card, right? I mean, it, there's no consequence. And so when we have this stuff that it's first to market, i got to get it yeah. out, we look at, okay, what's the impact to that? And the impact typically is very little. There's a bunch of us sitting around saying, wow, that's insecure, and you're giving up a yeah, lot. Yeah, but you're but, not going to affect the... But people don't care. You know, as, as long as the people are still buying it... Yeah, then what gonna, is it going to matter? You know, there's no incentive. In one year, they sold 11, um, 11 million, I think, Echoes. It was that's like, a lot of Echo. It was a lot of Echo out there. And they didn't think twice about it. You know, we all got them. We're like, oh, this is cool. We're going to research it. And that's how we look at it. But then everyone else is like, this is just really convenient. Right. Um, I got one for uh, my blind grandmother. And I was like, this is going to be perfect for her because it's voice activated and everything else. Her her accent didn't quite work because she kept saying, please, thank you too much. And it really messes it up. <laughs> you cannot tell Alexa, please and thank you all the time. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she keeps hearing her name over again. She's like, I'm very confused. I'm like, you're not getting along. Okay, we have to take you home again. We're taking it new back. New friend. Out. New friend. I have to wait for a new IoT device. But when I looked at that and I got her one, I said, this could actually fulfill a part of her life that she's missing now that she has because she wasn't always blind. This is something that happened later right. in life. I think they're actually trying to think of different generations from the really young ones that don't care about their privacy to, I don't want to call them all old, the really aged. Okay, so the really aged the ones. Yeah, the very experienced <laughs> ones that now don't know how to really connect into the internet. They're not using laptops. That's too, that's too much. That's, they don't know what a boot is. They think it's a, a literal boot that you're wearing. I said that to my, my other grandma and she's like, huh? Yeah. We got her an iPad. She's 98 on Tuesdays. She just turned 98. She loves that iPad. She's on Facebook. She checks her mail. She is all over the place. She's lived 98 years. Do you think she ever thought she would have something standing stand there in her hand that she walks around and it does stuff? It, no. It, it, it amazes me to think of that. You know, like we were just talking uh, on a previous podcast about, mm-hmm. you know, even just from us and college kids now. Yeah. And thinking about like our grandparents or that age where 
they didn't have color TV. They don't get they, they had TV, have TV at all. You know, like, they, they didn't, didn't have TV. They didn't have TV. Right. I mean, you think about where the changes they've seen compared to the changes we've seen, and so rapid. It's just yeah. amazing to think that you know they might have had a telephone where people were switchboarding it, and now you've got this device that everything is right at your fingertips. Oh, I mean, it is amazing. It is mind-boggling. And then you think of the next generation coming up, and we've seen that in this space. Um, as someone who hires people, it's interesting as they apply for jobs and things to see what their perspective is on it. Because there's also a lot of ethics associated with doing digital forensics. You're digging up everyone's dirty secrets. I mean, that's part of what yeah. the job is. And it's interesting to see how many of them are like, eh, well, is it okay if I share with someone what I did there? I'm like, no, it's not okay for you to share that. This is a private thing. And they're like, what? Define private. Like, wow, this is a basic word. We're going to go back to the ABCs and then go through this. It's just a different perspective on it. But, yeah, I think we see that a lot in security, though. I mean, you look at, you know, ethical versus unethical. And there's a fine line there from, you know, what we could call research. I mean, people go out. Oh, don't don't, don't start start with the air quotes about research. (laughs) You know, for me to save you, i got to release your information. And, you know, there's a a lot there. Please don't save me. I think people are sort of numb to the idea that, my information's out there. You know, we get a few uh, news stories come out, and we'll get a few that'll be willing to stand up and say, "Oh, I don't want my information shared. It, this is an atrocity." And everybody else is like, ah, "Whatever. You, you got my address. You got my." It's like meh. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't really matter to them because what you're getting out of it is worth it to to what it costs. I mean, how many people? I don't know many people personally that have been affected by credit card fraud, identity fraud anything like that we see it in the news we see it but if you're not directly affected yeah yeah it's true it, yeah. i'm willing to take that for you know what i'm getting in return so yeah. uh, on a personal note i mean i when uh, remember when the uh the story out of the out of the uk came with the creepy dude shouting at the toddler uh, over the hacked um, uh, camera yeah. yeah it was like a baby monitor yeah baby monitor yeah yeah, yeah yeah so we we actually my wife and i were looking at you know how do we connect because uh, we've got two of them and they're in separate rooms yep. and it's like, well, I want to make sure they're okay. Um, so we got one of those. We try, We bought a Wi-Fi, like a wireless connected one. And then we bought one that's just kind of like closed circuit, closed circuit. It's still 2.4G, but it's just internal. Yeah. It's not connected to the internets. Uh, and, it, you know, because she's like, well, this would be really cool. You can, wa- you can watch them when you travel. I'm like, I can't. But so could other people probably, right? Which is that's a little creepy. I don't want... I don't want weird somebody, you know, creeping on my kids. Yeah, it's like, why are you watching them? You're not watching them. It's not like you're watching puppies here. Yeah. Okay, these are kids, and they're watching them for their particular... Weird. Um, very non-appropriate tastes. Yeah. And that's what you don't want to see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's the same as as your kids get older. You have moments, uh, even using an app that's totally normal. So there's nothing wrong with Tinder. This is what their app does. But when your kid joins it, let me tell you, you have a totally different perspective on it. <laughs> because my oldest kid joined it, and I went, wait, wait, I haven't finished the research on this. And guess what got bumped up in the research line? Is I totally had to research what happens on Tinder and what happens with their data. Because I said, the problem is you're leaving a fingerprint there. Every app, everything that we interact with, however it is connected, it leaves a piece of us behind. And that lives forever. I love the, the there's this great sticker. Um, it's just, the cloud is just someone else's computer. computer yeah. I love that. We should probably all wear that as t-shirts. Um, and that is part of our fingerprints we leave. No one knows where their cloud is. 
you know, your machine right now could be my cloud. I, I have no idea. You know, this, this could be possible. So you know? how do we get to a point? Because as you were talking about the baby monitors, I've been thinking, like, I've been looking at, like, security camera systems from a house. And, you know, you look at anything. You look at Swan. You look at Samsung. You look, yeah, every single every one single of one. them has the ability to view it. You know, and I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I look at it from, well, how am I viewing this? Am I viewing this by I'm going up into their system? Am I viewing it that I'm going directly to my IP address? Nope, right? These no, are like, no, nope, you're going up to their system. Yeah, yeah, I'm going up to their yeah. system. You know, and but they don't put those details out there, really. I mean, you know, it's oh, yeah, we have an app. Just click on it. It's and magical. Magic. We you can view into your house just like we can. You know, and mm-hmm. but all the things that we have, we have very little information that's shared. And there's companies that do the research. You know, to say, hey, this is how these things work. This is what. But how do we get that information out? Because I don't think any users really know where to go to get that to say, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to I'm going to look at cameras. Is, it's almost like a security consumer report. So, you yeah. guys should totally do that. That would be good. People would like that. I think you just registered that while he we did. were talking. I he heard was, typing. <laughs> SecurityConsumerReports.com. <laughs> what? I'm and sorry, I mean, I know we, yeah. we have groups that'll do that. You know, they'll go yeah. in and they'll look at stuff. But, you know, there's lots of places looking at this stuff. But how much of that is actually shared out? And, you know, you talk about the yeah. privacy of it's one thing I'm doing forensics on somebody's system and I see information. It's a different thing saying I'm doing forensics and I've identified that, wow, these talk out to this port. It's unsecured channels and it's. You know, this yeah. stuff. How do I share that? So yeah, I'm sure all that, that stuff is encrypted and, and uh, at rest and in motion. <laughs> you know, two-factor authenticated. Actually, it's oh. none of those. Yeah, and you're just like, okay, but here's the big... So here's the, like, little house in the prairie side of you. Why? Why do you want the cameras all over your house? Why do you want a camera in your baby's room? Why don't you just listen and see? They didn't have them when we were growing up. I know. They didn't know, they didn't know about, like, you know, all of the crib signal. And, and I didn't have that. So my oldest kids, because I grew up in Utah, so I had kids really early. But my oldest kids, they don't have any digital pictures. They're all prints. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have to scan them all. And let me tell you, I'm looking at that going, this is a pain. Oh, and I'm, like, annoyed by it. But I didn't check on them with cameras and things. They didn't have it. I took a mirror and put it in front of their face. And I'm like, yep, it's cloudy. They're still breathing. And you felt better. It was, that was that process. I go, I, go, I go in and I put my hand yeah, on their chest. Yeah, you can't tell. I get down real low so I can see if I can them up. hear them breathing. I'm in there three times a night. Yeah, because you're worried. Because I don't have cameras on my kids anymore. That was only when they were little. You know, now they're five and, five and yeah. seven. And I still go in there. And check on them. And you're like, hey, hey, wake up. Okay, good. You're but still I, To me personally, I think a lot of that, though, is, you know, because of social media, because how we're so globally aware, then when I was growing we're hypersensitive up. hypersensitive to, like, everything we, has to be connected, everything has to be yeah. on. Yeah. Well, and when video. I have to know what's happening all the time. We have to know we're what's addicted. happening. And when I was growing up, I didn't know what was going on. I grew up in small town New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. I did not know what was going on. In Colorado. I didn't yeah. know what was going on in California. If you there was some about event, right? News. You, if you listen to the evening news, True. yeah, we didn't really watch it. We got a paper every day, but yeah. that was it. You know, we weren't, and so we didn't associate that one event here meant that. Wait a minute, that's going to hit. We didn't associate, but we make it appear as though these so events we happen more than up, they do. Being connected didn't mean you know being famous either. True. Okay, it didn't mean oh hey everyone's gonna watch my baby on YouTube. I'm gonna get a million likes. I'm gonna get the endorsement. I'm gonna get the money. Um, my now 18 year old came up to me once and he says, "I think when I grow up, I want to be a YouTube producer." And I was like, "WTF? What? It's, you can't do that. That's not real." And I was thinking about it and I was waiting. I researched and I went, "Oh holy crap! He can make some good money. You should do that." 
because his backup plan was he wanted to just play in coffee shops and be a musician. I'm like, do the other one. Then you can move out. You'll be fine. Um, he didn't go that way, by the way. He went the music way. So, <laughs> Hey, good luck to him. But, you know, that's what it is. That's why everyone's compelled to constantly be connected, constantly share. How many likes are they going to get, you know? I think the introverts are the ones that are going to survive this apocalypse of information that's out there because they're going to be like, I didn't care if you liked me. I just lived, and then it's going to be fine. <laughs> but everyone else is like, like me, like me, like me. I'm like, I have no idea. It's a weird world. It is. Totally weird world. Well, so I, I, I totally get where you're coming from, but it's, it's almost... You know, when we, when we were, um, when we, when the kids got, I think they were like two and a half or something. It's got to be almost a little bit almost a year ago. We were talking about, well, you know, how much screen time do we give them? Let them watch TV. They get screen time. And I thought about like all the things that, you know, uh, my home network was just never set up. It was for two of us. It was never set up for anybody to have to be monitored and controlled and all this yeah. stuff, right? It was flat. It is no longer flat. It is very well, it is, you know, armed a little bit here. But, um, but we're looking at okay, how much screen time do we give them? Like, well, you know, when we drive around, they have their, they get iPads on the car seat so they can just watch it, you know, ignore the rest of the world. We can get longer so drives. So they don't in. have to look out the window and see what it looks like outside? Yeah. Is that what you were going <laughs> That's for? That's kind of where, yeah, yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. They, they, they could be passive. <laughs> so they could be, Did you I know. totally just shame you? <laughs> Yeah, thanks. No, so they could be they 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 could be uh, uh, you know uh, just kind of more more passive. Clients, um, a mommy and daddy can talk. Is it? You, you that's yeah, that's it that's is. what I tell myself. Just um, wait, they're in the repeating stage. So whatever you talk about, they're just gonna. Repeat uh, yeah, that's happened a few times too. <laughs> um, and they don't. Re- they, kids don't repeat. Our kids don't repeat the fact that we swear a lot. We try not to. They repeat all other like weirdly awkward things. Yeah, don't talk about your mom in front of your kids because it gets back to grandma <laughs> always. <laughs> Always, you're like, I never said that you were controlling. I'm so sorry. Yeah. yeah, but now they've got each of them has their own. So I ended up just like for their birthdays, went, went and got an, an iPad Mini, um, Wi-Fi and cell, unlimited data plan. They have YouTube Kids. How old were your kids again? I'm sorry, were they L- little three? Over three, a little bit over three, three and a half. Yeah. So leave me alone. Um, but they're they're but the reason we talked about it, like okay, so look. I so want to keep them, you know, pen, paper, books, regular physical toys. But I'm like, but they're going to get to school. And my wife went to a school district. And we felt like literally we'd be putting them at a disadvantage that didn't get, like, digitally yeah, educated. They have to be of their generation. We can't stop that. But that doesn't mean... I want mean, to. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean they have to be addicted to their generation. Yeah. You know, it's it's a balance. And I say that because, you know, I have I have two boys and one girl. And they've each had their moments where they're teenage boys. Guess what? They surf the internet, and what do they surf for? They surf for porn. Of course, they're teenage boys. This is normal. This is what they're going to do. The difference is I went to the sites that they went to. I watched every piece of content they watched. And then I sat down with them, like crime scene photos, and I talked to them. And I said, okay, I realize this is part of your generation, that you're going to go find the internet. You're going to find all this colorful. Oh, yeah. It was very awkward. But at the same time... And drink and talk. Drink and talk. And drink and talk. That's what you have as a parent is you have to have the conversation with them because that's really your mechanism of making sure they're safe. Yeah, it says, okay, when you're going on this site, because unfortunately, I don't know why they picked amateur porn sites. I'm like, first, you didn't pick the good stuff. That was the bad part. But the other side of it was, I think this is too advanced for you. And I really said that to them. 
when my first son, I'm like, and he's going to be like, please don't let me claim my mom right now. But it's like, this is, you shouldn't be watching it at this age. I understand you're curious. So I am that horrible mom that went out and I said, okay, I think maybe we need to go analog. Buy him some Playboys. Buy him some content that isn't to that level because you're getting too much too fast. If you're going to drink, drink slowly and yeah. understand what you're drinking before it's like, hey, let me go take on the keg here. <laughs> yeah. That's not a good idea when yeah. someone's 14. Yeah. And that's what they're getting. Well, that, but, but you've got, you know, you've got um, uh, IOT Barbie. You've got, yeah. ba- you've got teddy bears. Uh, you've got, you know, cameras in, our, in their kids' bedrooms. You've got uh, internet connected everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can go to the TV. Uh, and and my, my daughter went up to our plasma and tried to pinch, zoom, and swipe. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, honey, it doesn't work that way but you that's did cute. Buy her an iPad, i did yeah about. yeah that, that, that one was on me <laughs> that was on uh, but but they still love their books they love their yeah. story time and, and and they play perfectly well without it so it's not like and they're just good. just it right but it's it, but you're back to your point your kids may, will never drive i, I, I didn't I, did, I didn't well. want to believe you but i, I kind of i'm starting to um I genuinely believe that's going to happen because it does make sense. So the largest growth area of IoT is actually in cities. It's in infrastructures, mm-hmm. which is where you're going to see those vehicles in the cities work together. The fact that we're seeing you know, that interconnectivity that says, oh, here, I'm going to adjust your traffic pattern. I'm going to turn the lights on in this area because we need to flow this way. It's a beautiful thing as far as whoever is orchestrating this in the magical internet is doing a really good job in some of the cities. That's growing, and that's innovation. It's not something we talk about, but it is indeed the, probably the biggest innovation we're seeing. Yeah, well, so I, it goes back to uh, um, the Italian job, right? Where uh, yeah. they need to get out of the city and green light, green light, green light, green light. And, and, I, and I know that it, this is just, it's, it's all coming. It's just a matter of time. It's going to help improve traffic flows. It's going to cut down on congestion, maybe. Yeah. It's going to keep us Pollution, from. It's going to keep us from getting behind a car wheel drunk yep. and hurting each other. I get that. It takes. I feel like it's this the, the digital world that we are that we are running headlong into. So it's a great quote um, I heard a long time ago that said that uh, technology uh, runs at a pace ten years ahead of where we're, what we're able to understand. So we, it takes us 10 years to understand the implications of something yep. we do today, right? So in 10 years, all this crazy digital explosion that we're going through, I feel like we're going to look back at it and realize it's taken away from the human experience a little bit. Or at least it's modified it to where maybe we're just old and we're getting, you know, get off my lawn. It might be we're almost getting to that point, but I don't think any of us are that old. <laughs> Thank goodness. Well, maybe Graham, but... Okay. <laughs> we are the same age. <laughs> It's more women, we just go, do I look that age or do I not look that age? No. That's what we're thinking of. But See how I did that? Just, just yeah, Your answer is no. no. You've been trained well. <laughs> Pretty sure you got Very good. Months, right? Very good. <laughs> but think about it. How, how often are you taking your kids and saying, I've ta- taught every one of my kids, do they know how to configure their Xbox? Absolutely. I actually wouldn't let them play until we took it apart, put it back together again, and they understood how it worked. Wow. Because I think that's an important aspect of yeah. it. The technology isn't magic. Yeah, it functions as a machine. So know how the machine runs, and I think that's a great activity. That's a huge activity. That's a huge thing. Yeah, they have Tinker Crate now. If they would have had that when I was a kid, let me tell you, my mom's toaster wouldn't have been taken apart half as many times as it was, (laughs) because I would have got something every month. I would have been like, woohoo! Look at that. I I I broke a lot of things that I'm sure um, I blamed on my brother. 
It, it's always putting it. So taking it apart was never hard. It's getting it all with the parts back together. It's getting the parts back together and always then it's like. There's extras. There's an extra piece. This probably shouldn't be an extra piece. Shoot. Well, it's funny though. Cause we were talking about this when we did another, after another podcast earlier. Uh, you know, about how, you know, when you've got people like us that have a lot of experience in IT over, you know, years and the changes we've had, and now you've got people coming out of college that have none of that. You know, we mentioned things like T1, and they're like, what's Whoa, T1? What is that? You know, and, and we're like, that was amazing internet. It was so much better than a modem. <laughs> you, you know, oh, man, I want a T1. You know, but you have that stuff, and we base a lot of our, you know, what's your expertise level based on when we have a conversation? Do you understand these type of things? But a lot of that stuff, some of it's lost relevance. It is. But, you know, we're gone from the days of breaking down boxes and, and building computers on our own. You and don't it, test someone at a command line anymore. Well, yeah. you don't. It's not like, here, let me see, down, see you go and type all the commands out and have them all memorized and everything. That's not part of your, your testing. Yeah, but you, also, but you also don't. When you when you get like the Mac we're recording on, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, taking like we used to build our own PCs. Yeah. Taking these up, like, hey, I want to upgrade my laptop. Let me take my Toshiba, you know, 850C that's four inches thick apart. Not feel hard. Like, feel yeah. like I broke the case opening it. Yeah, because you're like, yeah. <laughs> you're the cracking sounds. It will open. And and then you replace the giant hard drive that spun at 5400 RPM. Now we're all solid state. And like you like you can't crack open your iPad and customize it because you're looking yeah. at embedded silicone on silicone. You're like that's great. What am I looking at? Oh yeah, I took apart my kid's Wii because uh, it was it was it was a sacrifice. We'll do it that way. It was a sacrifice to mom, <laughs> and I was shocked. Ripping that bad boy, yes, I, I was like, I'm busting this. This is not going back together when I'm done with it. There are parts everywhere. Um, I'm going through it, and I'm like, holy crap, this was never meant to be opened. Yeah. Never. Yeah, yeah. Ever. Like, they put every barrier in place besides, like, shocking me as I was going through the different layers just to see what would happen because we has its own community. I'm like, oh, there's forensic data in there. It's really bad to be a forensic person and constantly walk around going, there's forensic data in that thing. I know there is. I'm going to find you. I'm going to find you. You seem like a crazy Does that person. make it difficult, though? Because, I mean, when, with newer people coming in, they don't have experience with some of the older stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So you get... You have to do forensics on a system that's way older. Yeah. You know, I mean, did they have more difficulty? You know, it's easy to get them up to speed on things that are current. But, you know, now all of a sudden you're pulling apart that old laptop or that old desktop computer that's got ID drives in it. So, yeah. I'm going to make it into a coffee table. It'll you know, cool. now all of a sudden, wow. you know, they're into that system that's still running. I mean, could you imagine somebody coming out in, say, like five years? And they get a system that's running like Windows XP or something like that. And they're like, what the heck? It's like DOS. You know, they're like, I've yeah. never even seen it. I don't even know how to work this thing. And you're going back and you're thinking and going, wow, I really loved NT. That was one of my favorite <laughs> operating systems. I agreed. It was I fantastic. Loved NT. And they're like, what are you talking about? And, and what? Yeah, they're like, huh? Huh? I'm like, uh, they're like, AOL? Is that still around? Didn't they just get... I'm like, no, that really was like the first kind of GUI you got onto the internet. They made, AOL ama- CompuServe. They made amazing bang. coasters. Yeah, but you know what? That, that made my zero. job so much easier because I was surfing with Pine before that. And you're like, this takes forever. Gopher. Forever. Gopher. See? Forever. Gopher. <laughs> well, Gopher wasn't so bad. No, but... But when you got into, I mean, I so there was an app that was created that somebody tried to do like the before browsers. Uh, it was called Rip Turn, right? So it was basically color graphics over BBS, but like 
like almost 3D-ish types of graphics yeah. for a while. That was cool. So we had three, you know, color BBSs. Those were that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, how many of you? How many of your employees and or or our friends? What the heck a BBS is? Yeah, they'd be like, huh? Bulletin board system. Like, what are you talking Why about? You so does that make like? Am I better from a forensic standpoint to be using some archaic system because the new people in forensics they wouldn't know how to do anything with a. What is you this? Are. It's funny how obscurity <laughs> can actually equal security. It really can, because you look at like smartphones. So I've been doing smartphones since 2001. And they I still. So, they weren't that smart yet. No, they weren't. They were still kind of PDAs, and you did have like the uh, Jornada, which flipped open <gasps> like a tricorder. I had to have one, it was awesome. I'm like, through. You know, and. <laughs> It was not very exciting. It's Microsoft. I I had the the compact version of that when I was I worked for HP at the time. Oh well, that makes sense, and you would totally have that. I still have some of them. I mean, they're all serial ports, you know, so it's actually hard to get something to connect to. Really old. It's probably like running an old like Windows CE. It is Windows CE. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. first Windows CE. So what you're saying is, if I do everything on that. You know, but a new yeah. forensic examiner, so new mobile phone expert that they're like, oh, I know everything. I've been doing it for a couple of years. They're going to look at that and go, what is this thing? <laughs> what are these what? nine, what are these nine <laughs> pins? What, it, like, is this some kind of a new USB? No, it's yeah, not. No <laughs> one ever asked me like, so how well did you do on your TDMA support? And I'm like, you know, back then you could only get the call logs in the phone book. That's all you could get off a DMA yeah. phone. That was it. So technically, all the rest was really secure. It's like you got a little limited dialogue that you can do stuff. Um, I punished the one, uh, my youngest. He spent an entire year in junior high carrying around a feature phone, a flip phone. It was the most shameful thing he's ever had in his whole life. He refused to text. He had like strike signs. I will not text you back because I don't think I should have this. I we should had, live in a smartphone world. Give me my smartphone back. We had some great phones back then, though. There I were some for, good ones. I worked for Ericsson in 2000, oh. and we did the swap outs for Bell South to all Ericsson equipment, and it was all TDMA, which nobody even uses TDMA. But it's kind I of funny, right? Like, I don't use it anymore. But it was switching all those things out, but I remember those, some of those phones. I mean, they were they were like bricks. I mean, you could throw them. They'd break up our battery, pop off. Do you remember? Do you guys off. remember the Nextel Flip? Oh yeah. Deep, deep. I had a Motorola Pebble. I loved that phone. I bought like five of them. I had different colors. <laughs> I coordinated. I'm like, these are awesome. And I always bought phones outside of country because they didn't have the GPS chip in them. Because I always thought that was super creepy. I don't think I could find a phone without a GPS chip. No, you, you actually. It was really hard. Yeah. Well, you could. I mean, well, they're required now, right? For 911 systems. They're required. Systems? Yeah, so Go ahead and take apart your Samsung right now. Take out the GPS chip. Yeah, it's chip. like, wait. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, and it's broken. <laughs> yeah, and then it's done, and then I have to go get another one, and blah, blah, blah. But it is a big difference. Apple Newton. That's what I was thinking. Oh, you had a Newton. I had a Newton. That's pretty bad. For a very, very yeah. short period of time. I was, I was the bomb diggity. I had an Apple Newton. You still you know, are. Do you know how much they are if you go on eBay? They're yeah, I don't even have it anymore. Right? I, uh, it may have, may have met its end in a, in, underneath I, the wheels a of moment. a Jeep. I went, uh, I was randomly going on there because I had an old SCSI drive and I wanted to see what it was. I went to go buy a cable because of course I didn't have the cable anymore. They wanted 60 bucks for a cable. I had a serious moment. I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, I just, it's a cable. I just moved. I tossed out a Zip 100 parallel drive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. About three boxes of SCSI wide, ultra wide, Mm -hmm. um, the 50, 50 pin. I think so. Uh, the three, like, there's like 17 variations of CSI cables, which was annoying as hell to begin with. So I, I tossed all those. Um, I, I, God, I went through so many things. I found an old parallel printer cable. 
Wow. And I'm looking at this going, I want to keep this, but I, what am I going to do with one it? Day, one day I might need this. Yeah. I have this, I have a box of just junk. And I'm like, one day I may I need, need this. this. I, don't, I don't know what for. Your wives are like, you don't need it. Yeah, That's what I, they're saying. My ID, an old IDE like, cable. Yeah, they're like, in case I find an IDE drive still. Because you don't know. I still have. I have a floppy drive. I have a USB floppy drive. Because you don't know. You might come across a floppy. I still it's have possible. A laptop. From when I was going to ITT, when I got my associates in electronic engineering, I still have the laptop from that, and that was in '98. Wow. You definitely and it's still up. In the <laughs> Your phone like, has quadrupled awesome. the processing power on the laptop at this point. Well, my so okay, first 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 real computer, 386SX16. Apple IIc. Yeah, you were you were so my, my my family was you know we we were immigrants so we had we took us a while to get into the computer. Oh stuff. no, you didn't ask what age I had that at. Oh. I didn't have my first computer until, and it was a family computer. It sat like a fixture in the family room. In the, yeah. It was not in a private space. Right. Like, I'm in the family room. Which is exactly what we tell people. Yeah, that you're supposed the, to do. The, it's the, very smart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was 16. Okay. I didn't get I anything I was, before that. I think I was 14, 13. Yeah. We were, li- we were late because we, again, we we're just normal working people. Um, but yeah, WordPerfect, 12 discs, and of course you lose one of them, and then great, no more spell check. I, that was so hard a, in high school, I had no more spell check, and I'm dyslexic. Did, it was not pretty. Did, did you get Mavis Deacon teaches typing? No, I didn't have that. Oh. First video game, The Oregon Trail? No. <laughs> First time I got to play a video game was on my Atari. Well, I, so I, had a 50, I had a 5200, and I played Centipede until I broke the joystick. I played Centipede, Cubert, and Joust. Until I broke that. that. Cubert, you come over and play Cubert. I have it. Oh, I love Cubert. <laughs> I never understood what the hell Cubert was. I don't know. Either. But it was like it was like Pac-Man in 3D, basically. Yeah, it was just super cool. I'm like, whoa, look at that graphic. It was amazing. Yeah. We had a we had a Commodore 64, and I remember my mom. Mm-hmm. She had this book with basic pro- programming in it, you know, and it was these games. There was just one where, it, but she had to program the entire game in. Just so we could play it, yeah, you know, and it would. All it did was it shot arrows across at these hearts across the screen. I mean, it's so archaic. How few parents would do that for but their kid now? And she typed out. Know, the there's errors, and she had to go back and find out. That was like my introduction yeah. to programming. I, I, so I learned when what came with DOS was uh, QBasic, mm-hmm. and QBasic had the Gorillas game. You know, vector and and and, uh, and velocity, right? So they were sitting on the opposite yeah. sides of the building. You throw bananas at you, explosive bananas at you. I totally remember that. Yeah. We need to redo that game. I think right, I well, still have the app. entire code base for that. Everyone's getting yeah, like it's like a hundred lines. lines. It's not very long. Yeah, I've got it. I had printed it all out. It's in a notebook. I'm pretty sure I still wow. have it at home. You need help. You're starting <laughs> to sound like a little bit of a hoarder. I'm not going to lie to you. A tiny bit of a hoarder. I'm like, do you have a dot matrix printer hiding somewhere? You know, oh, my I God. I don't, I don't have a dot matrix printer, but I might. On some things, I might hoard a little bit. It's, it's hard for me to let go. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been fun, but yes, we definitely. I suspect we should let you go because it's been 40 minutes. And so, oh, my goodness. Yeah. And uh, you probably. Time has flown. Yeah, time has flown. Um, thank you for joining us. This has been a blast. Yes, definitely. A little fun. bit of nostalgia, a little bit of creepy. and uh, <laughs> It's all the things that make a day great. And, a little, and, little uh, bit of yes. uh, A little bit of hoarding, shaming. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> I'll make sure was... I hit you both. And, oh, did you really buy three year olds an iPad? 
Come on. I, my three-year-old used iPad. Or when they were three, they used iPad. Probably one too. My kid learned how to use the iPad quicker. You could just give it to him and he figured it out. Yeah. That's... So I have to say the last thing, though. You have to give them an Android, too, because they cannot grow up in this generation and not understand the two primary operating yeah. systems. Because well, I think that is the biggest skew. It's like we're not all going to live in an Apple world all the time. they got to learn Android, too. Well, I've got an Android phone, and my daughter prefers my Excellent. Android phone. And I don't know about Windows Phone. Let's be serious. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, exist. A little Come bit on. of a redheaded stepchild, and yeah. Well, Said wait by a minute. Though. I'm pretty sure. I feel like I asked you a few years ago at Hacker Halted about what your Windows Phone. Like nobody even uses Windows Phone, there and the answer was overseas. Apparently, overseas is yeah. because it was Nokia, and they were the ones that were big for Symbian, and then they all lined up and said, "We're only going to do this." And then what did they do? They broke up. They got so is divorced. It, Nokia divorced Microsoft. Well, so is it no longer popular overseas? I mean, I haven't seen it as much. I think Android's really emerged okay. as the top over there. It's been a huge difference. I haven't seen it as often. I've maybe done two cases with Windows Phone. Um, there are a couple people though are, that are dedicated to it. Like the USB port is in their arm. They hook in. They take the joint. They're happy, and that's about it. Is there less support for that from a forensic side of things? Or? Yes, yeah, uh, okay. its obscurity actually makes it pretty secure if you're going to go and try to hide evidence. You can't very um, <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, sorry, you are. Amber, thank, thank you, you so much. much. This has been a blast. We will definitely have you back I would love and, to come and do back. some nostalgia. Um, all right. How do people find you on Twitter? Um, I'm at Ginger Wonder Mom. And at Ginger Wonder Mom. All right, yeah. folks. Hey, thanks for listening. Uh, this has been another Down the Security Rabbit Hole podcast episode live recorded from Infuse Conference 2017. And uh, that was Amber Schroeder and having just a blast with us uh, going a little bit down, like I said, a little bit down memory lane, a little bit, uh, a little bit on the creepy, which was kind of fun. And then, of course, you know, I made fun of my parenting skills. Thanks a lot. <laughs> And all right, thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys on another time, another place on another Down the Security Rabbit Hole podcast. Ciao. As we fade out on another Down the Security Rabbit Hole episode, we'd like to encourage you to chat with our hosts and guests using the Twitter hashtag pound DTSR. Please check out the show notes, catch up on any episodes you may have missed, and subscribe so you don't miss a future episode. Our website is whiterabbit.net, W-H-1-T-3-R-A-B-B-I-T dot net. So on behalf of Rafal, James, Michael, and our guests, for now it's goodbye. We'll see you soon on another Down the Security Rabbit Hole podcast. <laughs>